Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, the bad boy of the municipal plunge. Oh, okay. Thank you very much, Jordan Morris. Yeah, it's me, the bad boy of the Culver City Municipal Plunge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jordan, I obviously I already knew that you were a bad boy. Ow! Um, you're pretty much the bad boy of everything you do. You're the bad boy of the the Burbank Bob's Big Boy. Mm-hmm. Hey, big boy, you got something on your overalls flicking the nose. <laughs> um, you're the bad boy of any footlocker you stop by. Mm-hmm, that's right. Lady footlocker included. I'm the bad boy of the lady footlocker. <laughs> in fact, you're the bad boy of nearly every store in the Beverly Center, uh, a mall here in Los Angeles. Uh, you're the bad boy of a number of kiosks, which I don't mm-hmm. know if those count as stores. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm going to be frank, Jordan. I don't know what a municipal plunge is. Well, it is a... Yes, yeah, so you know you know me. I like to... In addition to being a bad boy, mm-hmm. um, I have other hobbies, too. I'm not one-dimensional. Sure, um, you have your train sets. I'm very complex. Yes, I have my trains. Um, I have being a bad boy, and I have uh, panini. A, panini, my panini press, which I love. Oh, oh I meant your panini stickers, those stickers that you put in the albums that you buy at the checkout at the grocery store. <laughs> I don't know what those are. Yeah, like the Masters of the Universe stickers, and you get an album. You call those and then paninis? you collect all the different stickers. Panini was the com- is the company huh. that makes those. Yeah. Well, I'm only interested. I'm not interested in that. I'm only interested in a hot sandwich. With okay. Little well, either way, grill marks. Yeah. So you know me. I, I have. I so let's go over my hobbies. Being a bad boy. Hmm. Um. Hot sandwiches. Sticker albums. St- sticker albums. Yes, which I did not know about, but I. Yep. But let's still count them as one of my hobbies. Mm-hmm. Um. And of course, you know, I love. I love to swim for fun and fitness. Sure. Uh, so a municipal plunge is not a private swim club, but you know, a city facility where one can swim. So a you public. couldn't afford the entrance fee for the private swim club, or you just you uh, the board rejected you. Well, I just like, and I like to support the parks department. Mm-hmm. So the board rejected you. So the board, yes, the board rejected me. They said I wasn't private club material. Uh, right. Apparently, I always had a ball hanging out of my swim trunks, and uh, <laughs> sure. apparently That's that disqualified more a, me. It's um, more of a municipal thing. You had to, you had to head down to the city pool for. Uh, so they don't senior, care. They don't senior free swim. They don't care how many balls are hanging out. Water aerobics. One, two, for three? occupational therapy. They don't care. So here's what's going down at the Culver City Municipal Plunge, Jesse. You know me. I like to swim for fun and fitness. Sure, and you and... love Culver City. You love you love bagels. You love art galleries. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything else that's in Culver City. Oh, and In and Out, Honey's Kettle Fried Chicken. Oh, that sounds nice. Have you been to Honey's Kettle? No, it sounds good. I've been to the In-N-Out in Culver City. But. Next time you're in beautiful Culver City, stop by Honey's Kettle yeah. or the In-N-Out. Both Our friend choices. Travis used to live in Culver City. Travis McElroy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Like the art galleries, the bagels, and of course right. that honey fried chicken. <laughs> uh, so, But there's also a very nice municipal plunge. Okay. So they got all these rules down there at the municipal plunge now. They're like, excuse me. This is... I'm. This is my impression of the Parks Department. Sure. Uh, excuse me, um, uh, because of health issues, we need you to reserve a lane, they're saying to me. Uh, we need, hi, uh, I'm a you park can't just, nerd. You can't just show up. You got to reserve a lane. I'm the kind of nerd who majored in physical education in college. So what, what do I do? What does this bad boy do? Yeah, that's right. I log on to the Parks Department website. And I reserve well, a lane. Sure. I'm not. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy, Jesse. These are unprecedented yeah. times. Were James Dean alive today? That's what he would be doing. So, and they got this. They got this. These other rules. They're like, oh, you can. You can only sh- shower the sh- Keep your showers to a brief rinse. No soap or shampoo. So you know what I do? I keep my shower to a brief rinse, and I don't use soap or shampoo. I'm not insane. These are unprecedented times. 
Sure. So, I mean, these are different times. Even Robert Downey Jr. is just taking a quick rinse to get the chlorine off his skin. Yeah, famous. It's listen. If you're talking famous bad boys, it's RDJ. Yeah, me, and uh, yes, James, J- James Dean, Dean R.I.P. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it's a, so the it's like if you got to rest, rest in the middle of your lane. Don't go to the edge of the lane so you're not near other people. Yeah. So what does this bad boy do? What'd you do, so Jordan? I, I rest in the middle of the lane. I'm not crazy. These are unprecedented sure. times. <laughs> yeah. You got that kickboard, you know? Mm-hmm. So I mean, think you're probably asking, what make, these, doesn't, these don't sound like the actions of a bad boy. Yeah. So far, Jordan, you've described a lot of different rules that you've followed. Here's what I, here's because I'm a bad, here's what I do. Here's, here's what makes me a bad boy. This whole time. Jordan, how deep does your badness go in your body? All the way down. Because you know what's happening when I'm reserving my lane, when I'm showering, mm-hmm. but keeping it to a brief rinse without using soap or shampoo, and when I'm resting in the middle of the lane as opposed to on the side of the lane. Mm-hmm. During all of this, I got a cigarette hanging out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Just one, one Marlboro Red dangling from my lips to let everybody know that I'm a bad boy. You don't fuck with me at this municipal plunge. Sounds like Mama's bad little boy is taking a dip. That's right. King shit of the municipal plunge. That's me. (laughs) Plunge this, assholes. Gonna head over to Honey's Kettle afterwards, but I'm gonna get curbside pickup, because as I mentioned, these are unprecedented times. Unprecedented times. Difficult, dangerous times. Well, at least you have your health. That's true. Except for, of course, the cancer. Oh, I don't light the cigarette. Oh, okay. Thank I just, God. I just have a, I just let the unlit cigarette dangle. <laughs> and it's not a real cigarette; it's an herbal cigarette, like uh, uh, when you have to smoke in a movie. Yeah, but it's, I still even don't light it. I, I know that those are not said to be cancerous, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to take the risk. Sure. Should we introduce our guest? I would love to. Uh, uh, our guest on the program, one of our favorite stand-up comedians, and one of our favorite. Jordan, one of our favorite bon vivants. What did you call me? A bon vivant. (laughs) (laughs) Joel Kim Booster is our guest. Hi, JKB. How you doing, buddy? Hello. I'm happy to be here. Not happy to be insulted right in the intro. Yeah, Jesse, what what the fuck is a bon vivant? It's like our friend Joel Kim Booster. I don't like the sound of it. I don't either. It's somebody who tweets a lot about anal fissures. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't tweet. I think I've tweeted maybe. I think I've only mentioned anal fissures as an insult to. I've maybe called someone an anal fissure. Okay. You don't know. You don't know my life story. Thank you for clarifying, Joel. I wouldn't want to give the wrong impression that you're a bon vivant. No, 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 no. I don't bon or vivant. <laughs> Do you ever bon mot? Nope. Nothing. No. None of it. Do you ever all bon pain? Oh, I love an au bon pain. Sure. I can barely even say au bon pain. <laughs> <laughs> Le pain quotidien? How do you feel about that? Oh, trash. Wow. Yeah. Give me the au bon pain or give me death. Yeah. Guys, let's let's rank the mall croissants. <laughs> I was just talking earlier today about how much I love Panera, though. I mean, let's be real. Let's, okay. I noticed something about Panera recently, but want to hear about Panera from a Panera fan because it's... My friend Lane Paishal says that Abampant is just a Panera that studied abroad. Um, and I, good line. It's a really, really good line. I wish yeah. I thought of it. And the, it's like a Panera that like kind of accidentally slips into the accent every now and then. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they call and they say when I lived abroad, they don't say study abroad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it and it, when it comes back, it just like accidentally is like, oh, I I would love to see your flat. I mean, apartment. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and they'll open their wallet and make a big deal about how they still have some foreign money in the wallet. Yeah, that's the abapan. So so okay. So tell me about Panera. What what's your order and and why do you like it? Bread bowl, baby. Nobody else is doing bread bowls these days. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with these newfangled restaurants not doing bread bowls, but I want to be able to eat the dish. <laughs> <laughs> eat the dish. What do you the dish. What do you fill in that bread bowl with? Broccoli cheese. Oh. Broccoli cheese. It looks the same going in as it does coming out. <laughs> 
<laughs> it comes out in a bread bowl. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I have been cataloging uh, on 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 this show. I have been cataloging places that are have adopted the slogan "Welcome Home," mm-hmm. um, and which is 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 you know among other things what they say to you when you're entering Burning Man. Welcome home, they say, mm-hmm. um, and they now say that at Carl's Jr. Mm-hmm. The, there's a Carl's Jr. Welcome Home, and then I recently passed a Panera that also had a Welcome Home sign. Oh, I don't like that. The other nice thing about the Panera is that, like Burning Man, they have a taint blaster. <laughs> Though I, they'll they'll blast that taint with broccoli cheese. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. I don't like this new trend. I don't like the Welcome Homes. I don't like the pandemic commercials where they're like. We care about you because you're our family. You're the most important people in our lives. We love you. And that's why we're instituting curbside pickup. <laughs> it's like, bitch, you're Kinko's. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you don't care about me. Stop it. I got a direct mail card today for for WeWork, the shared office company. Oh, boy. And I'm like, it's going to take more than a postcard, buddy. Yeah, I did too. Fucking read the room, WeWork. To get me into a WeWork. I used to work at a WeWork and it was miserable. Um, it was really, really bad. There's like, there's um, a person who works for WeWork on every floor that basically is, their job is RA. Like we used to like, it was, I, I worked my last day job. I worked for a company of four people. It was me, including myself. And we, none of us were into the WeWork vibe. Um, and they have all these like after work, happy hours and activities and stuff like that. And every day or every week, our like RA basically would knock on our office door and be like, hey guys, didn't see you at wine hour last night. Is everything okay? And it's (laughs) just like, get away from us. We're here to work. Because only a fucking psycho would not want to come to wine hour. (laughs) Knock, knock, knock. Hey guys, uh, do you need any condoms? I also have female condoms. (laughs) Just really... But did you, I, so I had a WeWork pass for a while. I did a little bit of freelance work for a company that used WeWork and uh, I got one of their cards and they just kept letting me in. And I'm like, oh, and I was working from home at the time. So I'm like, well, I'll I'll just use this till they tell me to stop. Um, And yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty wild scene. I definitely like drank some free kombucha that I didn't want just because it was there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I, it was really nice to, to work all day under a buzzing neon sign that said work bitch. <laughs> this really helped my productivity. So I I got one for the house. How would you know what to do otherwise? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> a buzzing neon sign needs to tell me. That's good. I have a really hard time getting anything done when I'm being reverent. Right. And uh, a little bit of irreverence makes a big difference. <laughs> Uh, Joel, I wanted to ask you, speaking of your Twitter, where according to Jesse, all you tweet about is anal fissures. Mm, slander. <laughs> I didn't say only. I just said more than most. Uh, you had a, a tweet that I that seemed kind of genius to me, and I was, I was wondering if, if it was something you were actually doing or if it was just a joke. You were tweeting that you, I think, were stuck on one of the Uncharted games, and you were yeah. going to set up a Twitch account so that people could help you beat it. Now I'm not I'm not stuck currently on it, but I will say it was just like an idea. I threw I was like I was I was basically testing the waters to see if anyone would even be interested in watching my Twitch stream of me playing Uncharted. And I I mentioned specifically the puzzles because I'll be honest, I'm not in Uncharted for the puzzles. That's not why I'm there. Um, what, so what are you what are you there for? Can you catalog why you are there if not for the puzzles? Killing terrorists. Yes, That's all thank I'm there you. for. Just the abject murder of terrorists and extrajudicial. Can you climb up walls like in Lara Croft? Yes, because I love walls. jumping on walls. That's my definitely my See, favorite. I'm part. not into the jumping either. I fall a lot. Uh, basically, I'm really bad at, at video games, but I love playing them, and I want to humiliate myself by streaming them um, <laughs> to the world. Oh, so this um, is because I said I, I I mentioned the puzzles as like an example of something I would want help on while I was Twitch streaming and somebody was like, you need help on the puzzles on Uncharted. And I was like, okay, well that that was just an idea. I don't really need the help because I could just look up the answers online. That's what (laughs) I don't need help doing anything. I have the internet. Um, You have a subscription to Nintendo power. That is not a problem for you. (laughs) 
Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think about streaming occasionally. Um, and, yeah, and the idea of, like, <laughs> being stuck on a game and just doing it <laughs> to get the help is, a, is is kind of ingenious to me because I always kind of thought about it as, like, oh, I'm self-conscious to play this game in any kind of public way because don't people tune into this kind of thing to see someone who's really, really good? Um, I think it's more about the person. I don't know. I mean, some people I'm sure want to see speed runs and whatnot, but I think like, especially during the pandemic, people have really gotten into Twitch streaming just about anything. So I think, yeah, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't make that a barrier to entry for yourself. Guys, I think I'm going to start streaming my, uh, baseball mogul franchise oh now, now is that a visually dynamic game like i'm because i'm just imagining it being all in menus jordan how do you feel about tables because if you love tables you're gonna love the visual aesthetic of baseball mogul jesse i'll tell you what i fucking hate them <laughs> how i do fucking you, hate tables how do you like games that don't even run in full screen <laughs> yes, I want to see the desktop in the background. <laughs> I would watch I would watch someone do like Sim City. I would I would honestly probably sit there. I have it have it as like ambient noise, you know, just something to look at on my second monitor or something like that. Oh, like an ASMR kind of deal maybe. Yeah. That's what that the experience of those Sims are. Do you me. think that that you would prefer to watch someone with or without disaster mode? Oh, with for sure. What if they guess? What if they get that Godzilla? That doesn't sound very relaxing, Jesse. <laughs> um, I so I think about streaming. I sometimes think that maybe I'm wasting my time, you know, with like writing and creativity and things like that. And I should just say fuck it and get a ring light and just start streaming and see see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, just work, bitch. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just right like the sign at my WeWork said, "Fucking work, bitch." Um, play Sekiro, bitch. <laughs> oh, too hard, too hard. Another game that's too hard. It's a very, it's a very hard game, and uh, I, I, I will say that I have, I have jokingly called people cowards on the show for not playing it, but I do not, I don't actually believe that. It's, it's, it's hard to the point of being unpleasant, and it's a very, it, it those kinds of games are kinks. I happen to have it, but not everyone does. I, Jordan, I have a hard time with the puzzles in uh, Zelda, which I think is a game for nine-year-olds. <laughs> the, so. the, the, the Breath of the Wild puzzles can be tough. I, I think it's one of the most celebrated games in history, actually. Yeah. yeah. For nine-year-olds. By but, nine-year-olds, yeah. I have a <laughs> Amongst nine-year-olds. I forget what my different powers are. You know, that's a big problem for me. Oh, yeah, what the Sheikah Slate can do. Yeah, I forget about Round Bomb and Square Bomb. I, yeah. I remember that I have bomb, but I forget about round bomb and square bomb. Round bomb rolls, square bo- square bomb stays put. Seems too solitary to me. <laughs> the best part about Uncharted is that you have little friends that are there <laughs> shooting with you. Yeah. And it makes me feel less lonely. You do have a lot of friends, and many of them are very sexy as well. Yeah. 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 When, I, uh, when I'm playing, I haven't played Uncharted, but I have played... Laura Laura Croft similar game. Uh, I really I really enjoy my uh, friendship with the giant Pacific Islander guy. Uh, he just seems like a solid dude. He seems pretty sexy. Oh, no doubt about that. Guy's beefcake, yeah. all beef. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. I'm listening. <laughs> I don't know. JKB, how do you feel about giant Pacific Islander guys? Because this guy, he's got a winning attitude. Yeah, I guess like I don't know why I'm not playing Tomb Raider. It seems like very similar to Uncharted, only with a, a hunky Pacific Islander guy. Yeah, this guy's a hunk. Uh, he's got a he's and he's a solid. Like he's 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 in it to win it with you. You know, you Lara Croft, British accented uh, mass murderer, and uh, and, and this and this guy with the puka shell necklace. Who's your buddy? You know, he'll do whatever. He'll do whatever. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Whatever, huh? Yeah. He sounds very open-minded. He is. I love an open-minded NPC. You know this dude's 420 friendly. Hell yeah. (laughs) It's on all my Craigslist posts, just looking for an open-minded NPC. Yeah. (laughs) With a puka shell necklace. With a puka shell. Uh, Joel, what are... what? So you say you think you're not that good at Tomb Raider. Are there any games that you are like better at that you would feel more comfortable streaming yeah 
Yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, is I'm not, I'm not a completist. That's the thing. I, I'm very much like, um, like I just played the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, what'd you think? I love, I had a great time. I had a great time playing it. I love, like Final Fantasy VII was really what got me into video games in the first place, like back in the 90s, in the, the early 2000s. And so this was like, it was a real treat for me. But I'm not somebody who's really interested in side quests. I'm not somebody who wants to take all the detours. I'm very much like, how fast can I beat this game? Because I want the satisfaction of having beat the game. Um, and so that's sort of where I'm at. So I don't think it would be very entertaining because I think people would be frustrated that I'm not, you know, doing every puzzle. I am with you and not being a side quest guy. I also kind of just like want to beat the game. Um, but I have heard that they're in that Final Fantasy remake. There is some sort of cat petting or cat feeding <laughs> side quest. Can you confirm or deny? Yeah, there is. Um, there are a couple of cat centric missions that you should solve um, or you can solve that are options. And I, I solved at least one cat related incident in my world. <laughs> Tell me more. Oh, you just basically have to run around this d- dilapidated city and find the cats. And it's, it's a joy. Uh, if you've ever wanted the experience of running around your neighborhood, chasing after cats, then this is the game for you. Joel, uh, that is my fucking actual life right now. So oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> do I want to also do that? In, in a video game with a sword as big as me? Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> I would say 30% of my Legend of Zelda energy is dedicated towards uh, uh, feeding chicken drumsticks to the dog that hangs out at the stable and then uh, trying to figure out what he does if you feed him enough chicken drumsticks. Oh, yeah. Don't you... Isn't there a thing where if you spin around, he spins around? Uh, I, but that's news to me, but I'm glad to hear it. Cause I've, I've poured a lot of chicken d- drumsticks down that particular hole, my friend. I think the next time you see the dog start spinning around, I think he also starts to spin around. Don't quote me on that. Uh, it's been a while since I've played it, but I seem to remember that the dog will mimic your spinning around and it's really funny. I don't know if it powers you up or gives you any, um, you know, boosts, but, um, yeah, I think it's funny, so I think you should do it. I'd love to get some of those yellow hearts out of it. Yeah, that's always nice. They're kind of extras, you know? When I think about streaming, something that keeps me from doing it, I mean, one, I don't have a ring light, um, so yeah. that's that's preventing me. That's going to be also, tough. Also, I... You got to get a ring light I gotta, in the pandemic. Yeah, I know. Everybody, it's, it's a pandemic must-have is a ring light. I think you need three-point lighting. You're going to need a backlight a main light and a fill light. I distinctly remember the week that I realized that my therapist had gotten a ring light. (laughs) I'm like, Sarah Howard is really uh, glowing today. I'm like, oh, she got her. I could kind of see the reflection of it. So I'm like, oh yeah, she got a ring light. I wish my fucking therapist would get a ring light. So shrouded in darkness, I look like I'm talking to the villain from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> my uh, my wife and I have a, a therapist who I think she's she's working from home, and I think that she has uh, a, a small home and a young child, and she will just be in a different part of her home every time that she checks in with us. So you know, sometimes like the background will just be you know unicorn tents. And then sometimes she'll just be like hiding in the corner of the of a laundry room, um, and I just want to know what's going on in there. Is it like a Jumanji situation? You think she's having her own personal Jumanji? I think there's a Jumanji. You think it's the Robin Williams one or the Jack Black one? I think it's the Robin Williams one where it's just where it's like uh, you know the living room is off limits because you know why Jordan full of fucking monkeys, man. <sighs> Man, orangutans or something. Get those monkeys out of there. You know, I really liked the the rock one, the new one, and I. Me too. I went and saw it in theaters, and I this was during Movie Pass, mind you, so it was a different time. <laughs> I was seeing all kinds of movies, <laughs> and you, you could see any old rock movie you wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Movie Pass was made for the rock movies. Do you think COVID is some kind of like karmic punishment for Movie Pass? 
Like God was like, they've gone too far. They can go to any movie at any time. <laughs> no movies ever. No, Jesse, I don't think that God does not exist. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Thank you. I'm sorry to be the one to break it to you. Joel, don't ruin his fun. <laughs> sorry, guys. I was just thinking about the most high. <laughs> uh, Joel, I do want to. I wait. So let's. I let's hear about your experience with Movie Pass. What is some? What are some of the like? You know, B minus Sunday afternoon movies that you maybe wouldn't have seen otherwise. Oh God, I, it's 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 such a blur at this point. I mean, Jumanji was definitely the big the one of the bigger ones that I did. I think I saw like um, what was that movie? It was like a steampunk adventure movie where all of the kingdoms were sort of on like machines. Oh, Mortal Engines. Mortal Engines. Temple of Bones. Oh yeah, I I saw that on my I saw that on my version of Movie Pass, which was uh something that is playing on Sunday afternoon at the uh at, my, at the at the Guild Theater. Anyway. Oh yeah, now you're talking. I love those. I love those kinds of movies, man. I will watch. I will watch absolute dog shit if it has some sort of like YA novel component to it. <laughs> yeah, this had a a chosen one. If I remember if I'm remembering that movie correctly, does a, a a teen girl falls in love with a robot that was sent to kill her? You know what? You're really putting me on the spot on a, about a movie that I have claimed to have seen. Um I also I also claim to have seen it but don't really remember. Yeah, I don't think she falls in love with the robot, but I do believe there's a father-daughter sort of relationship. So this, there are people who are huge mortal instrument or mortal cities. What is it? Oh, it is. It's it's mortal instruments. I was saying mortal engines. Um, more no, it is no mortal instruments. City of Bones is the one about vampires <laughs> or no demons, demon hunters, where the main romance is incesty. Oh boy. Yeah, but this recent one with the robots okay. is Mortal Engines. This is, you're right, you're right. Mortal Engines. No, Mortal Engines is the one about the the teenage wolf man that plays basketball. <laughs> Jesse, don't try and confuse us. Yeah. We're trying to have a serious conversation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're trying to, to half remember a movie we think we saw in 2018. People are at home screaming at their phones. Is Final Fantasy VII, am I remembering this correctly, is that the one about the two buddies that fly airplanes off of an aircraft carrier? How dare you? I think you're thinking of the Michael Bay Pearl Harbor movie. Okay, thank you. No, he's thinking of, wait, aren't you thinking of Top Gun? Uh, Kingdom Hearts is what I'm thinking King of. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, so I want to back up to why, what what prevents me from streaming. It is it is lack of a ring light. Um, but also sometimes when I'm, you know, I don't play a lot of social video games. For me, like, it is quiet time. It is like quiet, turn off my brain. Yeah, for you sure. Know, stop thinking about doom you know uh like that's that's kind of the space video games have occupied for me and sometimes while i'm playing i take note of how my face looks i'm like i wonder what my face looks like right now and i think while i am playing video games i am as slack jawed and triple chinned as (laughs) i have ever looked in my life like while i am playing video games i think the only noise i look like i can make is (sighs) Like, <laughs> like that's what I look like all the time. So I'm like, oh boy, how how will I manage to like remember to close my fucking mouth while I'm doing this? You know. Anyway, it seems like an impossible task. Joel, do you think that you would be able to maintain a monologue while also playing a video game? Because I do not think I could. Yeah, because I'm monologuing the entire time anyways. Oh. I'm talking to myself constantly while I'm playing these games. Oh, like my seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you, yeah, what what are some examples of your of inter-game chatter? Because I, I, I definitely don't do that, but I'm, I'm curious to, to hear what it would be. I do a lot. I, I do a lot of like. Why did you do that? This is this doesn't seem right. None of this seems right to me. Oh, we fucked up again. You know, like lots That's of great. 
lots of that. It's a lot of down talk, honestly. Um, but it's a lot of like, oh, maybe we should try over here. I I literally speak as though there's another person in the room, but there's nobody here. <laughs> I live completely isolated. You know, our friend Dave Holmes does his therapy with his therapist out on a surfboard on the waves out in the ocean. Really? Maybe. No, he does not. He does. This sounds like another one of your made-up stories. 100% for sure, yes. And he's talked about it publicly. I'm not speaking out of school. In fact, I would go so far as to say he's bragged about it is how I would characterize it. Uh, I think, I think Joel, you should get a video game therapist, a therapist who keeps <laughs> you from down-talking yourself while you're playing video games. Mm. That would be an amazing simulator to play. Therapy. What a great way to trick people into going to therapy. Yeah. Gamify it. I love it. Just have have like, you know, kind of a, you know, a sensitive kind of understanding type there kind of next to you. I thought you were going to say Dave Holmes Twitch streams his, his therapy sessions, <laughs> which was an, is another great idea. I honestly, like I say so much cool shit yeah. that nobody else gets to hear that it really feels like I should start putting it out on Twitch. Yeah, I feel like those insights are being wasted without an audience. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can get, um, what do you get on Twitch? Emotes? Anyway, I don't quite know how it works. I don't know. I kind of uh, ch- checked out once President Trump got banned. <laughs> did he get banned from Twitch, too? He did. I also checked out from Shopify. <laughs> I used to be a real nut about Shopify. You know what? Listen, I don't agree with a lot of what the guy did in office. He was great at Uncharted, though. <laughs> <laughs> the speed ones, the speed runs were extraordinary. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. He what he did was he he uh, he utilizes glitches in the game to skip levels. Yeah, it was incredible. Just brilliant. He knows every sewer pipe that goes down into a room full of coins. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that'd be great if that was part of Uncharted, was just going into a sewer. And cl- Although, you know what? Maybe it kind of is. Yeah, it's not not. He's a he's in sewers quite a bit, actually, I want to say. And I guess you're collecting, like, ingots. He's in the sewers, and he is collecting, like, trinkets, yeah. yeah. Huh. Some, and some of them are coins. Some of those trinkets are coins, in fact. Wh- which number game were you having the hard time with, Joel? I'm, I'm on three. I'm not having a hard time time necessarily with three i had a harder time with two but three i am sort of breezing through and then i'm about to uh, i'm gonna i'm excited to start four soon when i was playing one of those games when i was playing the tomb raider game the thing that struck me the most was it's a very story centric game and it's very much uh it's very much you know one thing follows from the other there's there are sort of side quests, but they're horrible. They're so bad. They're so stupid. Uh, just want to jump up the walls and get to the next thing. Like there's no cats involved? Zero. Zero. You uh, don't even man. have drumsticks in your inventory, much less dogs to feed them to. <laughs> so when, but when I was playing that game, like there's this really complicated involved story, which is my worst nightmare when it comes to video games. And But it's all about what a good person Lara Croft is and her, and her big uh, Pacific Islander buddy uh, with the puka shells. And um, then like every like 90 seconds, she murders 24 people. And there's not like another way to do it. It's not like you can do it without murdering 24 people every 30 seconds. And it's a very dissonant experience for me to be getting like a a serial comic, um, you know, adventure uh, about archaeology, but also mass murder intermittently. Yeah, that's Jesse. You're describing ludonarrative dissonance. Ah, thank you. Wow, that's yeah. That's a, that's that's the uh, that is the the uh, the eternal take with the Uncharted games too. Is that like you have this roguish protagonist who's kind of quipping through this game, and you know you are invested in their relationships and their family stuff, and then yeah, just because a video game is a video game, you just have to blow away a bunch of uh, random dudes every couple of minutes. Yeah, so much murdering. But you know, if I I'll murder pretty much anybody in a video game if I can do it with a bow and arrow. 
Oh yeah, that is fun. The bow and arrow mechanics are always good. That's kind of where I draw the line. I'll do I'll do any act of violence if I can do it with a bow and arrow because it makes me feel closer to my greatest hero, uh, Bo Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> right. Jail. Jail. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I feel like this goes, you know, I mean, obviously games are more realistic now and the, the murder is, you know, more shocking. But I think this phenomenon goes all the way back to, you know, like 8-bit games when it's like, well, you wouldn't eat a chicken you found on the ground, right? But you have to do it in this game because it's the only way to power up, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point. Thank you. I make a lot of good points. I would eat a chicken that I found on the ground, but I accept the rest of it. <laughs> I just don't want to waste a good chicken, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. They're hard to come by. Plus, I don't even know where you get chickens otherwise. It's hard to say. I mean, uh, my first thought is Culver City, but I wouldn't know where to go in Culver City. Uh, I know a certain kettle, Jesse. It belongs to my friend Honey. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Every Jordan Jesse Go brought to you by the members of Maximum Fun, at least the ones who checked the little box next to Jordan Jesse Go. We're grateful to all of you. Thank you very much. We're also this week. Supported by our friends at ZipRecruiter. Now, Jordan, you know this. I'm a small business owner. I do. I I invented cronuts, and I have a little bakery in New York City. (laughs) Really? And I haven't seen free cronut one. We've hosted this show together for years, and I have yet to receive even a discounted cronut. I'm doing full price on all my cronuts. This kind of seems like bullshit. You got to wait in line, baby. Cronuts are the new big thing in New York. Oh, man. The year <laughs> is 2016. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll invent the cruffin. <laughs> and that'll be even uh, bigger by the end of 2016, but not going into 2017. It's going to be ice cream after that. Our artisanal small batch ice cream, rose water and shit. Jordan, yes. I... Uh, I used to make all the cronuts myself. Uh-huh. What you do is you uh, start with a donut and a Cro-Magnon man, mm-hmm. and uh, you cut them in half and smush them together. And I couldn't find another chef who could handle it. So you know what I did? I went to Zip Recruiter. Wow. They're so effective that four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. You know how long it took me? Three short hours in this imaginary story about cronuts. Wow. Yeah. Why didn't I go shorter? Three hours is very reasonable. It's sort of a medium amount of quick time. Right. I should have gone 39 seconds or I should have have gone 23 hours and 57 minutes right under the line, you know? Jesse's story about combining a croissant with early man... Uh, might be fake, yeah. but the results you'll get from ZipRecruiter are real. When you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo, when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 top job sites with just one click, and they use their matching technology to scan thousands of resumes and profiles to send you the most qualified people for your job. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo the smartest way to hire. We're also supported this week by our friends at Kitty Poo Club. Now, Jordan, you've got a kitty. Uh, What does your kitty do uh, other than pee? Jesse, you know she loves to pee. Yeah. You know my little sweetums loves to tinkle. (laughs) Yeah, sure. But not only (laughs) does she love to tinkle, but yeah, she also likes to take huge shits. Listen, having a cat is great. I love it. I yeah. talk about it too much to the point where it makes me seem like a real weirdo. But there's one thing about having a cat that is not ideal, and that's the litter box. Yeah, that's right. The place where they tinky and take huge shits. Um, <laughs> it can get smelly. It's hard to clean. But 
the Kitty Poo Club has an all-in-one convenient litter box solution. Jesse, I use Kitty Poo Club myself. I mean, I don't use the box myself. I use the human toilet like a man. <laughs> but my yeah. kitty... Uses Look, the- they're not going to stop you from doing whatever it is that you do. If that's your deal, that's your yeah, deal. Listen. But they've designed it for cats. Yeah, it's Kitty Poo Club's not going to judge you <laughs> if you want to take <laughs> human dumps into the box. But we're assuming you're using it for a cat. Here's what happens. Every month, Kitty Poo Club delivers an affordable, high-quality, recyclable litter box that's pre-filled with the litter of your choice. When the month is up, you recycle the box, and Kitty Poo Club automatically delivers a new one to you. No changing used litter and no more cleaning the box. I would love just wrap it up and toss it out, baby. Yeah, so give yourself the gift that keeps on giving the whole year a Kitty Poo Club subscription. Right now, Kitty Poo Club offering 20% off your first order when you set up auto ship by going to kittypooclub.com and entering the promo code JJGO. Kittypooclub.com, promo JJGO. 20% off when you set up auto ship. And remember, they won't judge you. <laughs> yeah, they won't judge you. Kitty Poo Club. This isn't their actual slogan, but maybe it should be. Kitty Poo Club. Yeah, go ahead and take a human dump in the box. (laughs) Uh, We've got something up on the Jumbotron. A message for Kevin and Laura from Andrea. Boy, this is late, but congratulations on moving to Australia and buying your first home. I can't wait to visit when the U.S. makes some sense again. Love you both very much. And full chart. Well, that's a very sweet message. That's really nice. What Andrea doesn't know is Kevin and Laura are, are locked in one of those Mad Max situations. <laughs> oh, man, that's tough. Yeah, they got they got their own shit going on in Australia. <laughs> yeah, they're dealing with how to find water. They got all these masks. There's a guitar that shoots flames. It's amazing. It fucking rules, to be honest with you. Well, not to mention the Thunderdomes. Oh, that's a big problem. Yeah. You know, we have our own Tina Turner here in the United States, but their Tina Turner is way more badass. And (laughs) our Tina Turner is very badass. Sure, but theirs will force you into combat for the amusement of the other wastelanders. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to say no to those thighs. No. Those legendary thighs. Great Tina Turner. One of the greatest ever to do it, Jordan. Mm Mm-hmm. Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? private dancer (laughs) and of course australian tina turner the finest to ever do it and by it i mean force you into armed (laughs) combat for the entertainment of wastelanders if you if you want to get up on the jumbotron whether or not you're a wastelander maximumfun.org slash jumbotron is the place to do it we'll be back in just a second on jordan jesse go It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Joel Kim Booster, king of anal fissures. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so your father died. <laughs> he finally succumbed. From some poison wine, I hear. <laughs> yeah. It was time. He had to for- we had to force him to step down, but sure. he didn't go willingly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when something momentous happens to you, like you finally ascend to the throne, we ask you to give us a call at 206-984-4FUN or send a voice memo to jjgo at MaximumFun.org. Uh, many people have six, eight, uh, and Brian has listened to them all. Here's the first. Hi, guys. I've got a retroactive momentous occasion about 25 years ago. 
I was visiting my then girlfriend and she introduced me to a guy whose name was Gator. And I asked him if that was his birth name. He said yes. And then I asked him, if you don't mind, um, where does it come from? He responded that it was a reference to a Burt Reynolds movie called Gator. I asked him if he'd ever seen that movie and he said no. Thought Jordan might appreciate this and maybe Blaine too. Bye-bye. Oh no. <laughs> Shit. Shut it down. Shut down the segment. <laughs> Jordan, have you ever met my brother the longest yard? <laughs> no, please introduce us. Yeah. These are the twins, Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> He's never seen it. He's never it. seen it? <laughs> Wouldn't you? I, I, that'd be the first movie I would pick out. Yeah. To watch. I mean, even if it's not your namesake, pretty good movie. Yeah. I mean, listen, it has some it has some dark shit that you don't expect, given how funny the first half is. But, you know, it was the 70s. You got to have some dark shit, I guess. I bet Burt Reynolds chews some gum in that motherfucker. Sure does. And drives a big fan boat as well. Wow. Hell yes. <laughs> should we, Jordan, should we quit doing, you know, for years we've been complaining about the fact that not having a format or a premise or really any reason to listen has held back our careers. Mm-hmm. Do you think we should have a, a Gator starring Burt Reynolds recap podcast? <laughs> Huge. There's those guys who do Star Wars minute by minute. We should just do, we should we should ask them for the for a blessing <laughs> Yeah. To take their format, you know, away from, you know, like let's, I'm sure they're having their own success in their little, you know, niche world doing that, you know, sci fi movie that, uh, you know, I guess people like talking about at Comic Con or whatever. And I think we should really blow up the format by applying it to a movie people really care about or real people really care about Gator starring Burt Reynolds. Yeah, the legendary Burt Reynolds vehicle, Gator. What is that movie about? Uh, well, let me tell you, it is not uh, about Burt Reynolds on. fighting. Jordan, yes, Jordan, Joel, if you were just at first blush hearing the name, would you think in this movie that Burt Reynolds fights a gator? No, I think it'd be about golf. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's Sharky's Machine is about golf. Yeah. Uh, it is about Burt Reynolds is a fan boat driving. A uh, criminal drug dealer. He's some sort of. He's some sort of bad. Well, then I don't want to watch it. Yeah, I don't want. I don't watch movies <laughs> like that. Yeah, it has a lot of swearing. We probably wouldn't like it. Illegal activities, and he's the hero of the piece. <laughs> he is. I know. It's. I mean, it was the seventies. You know, I know that the. Uh, you know, it was just a darker time. Um, Carter era malaise, uh, gas shortage, all that. You know. Uh, well, if there's a gas shortage. Guys, I'm looking at the IMDb for Burt Reynolds here. Did you guys know that he starred in a movie called WW and the Dixie Dance Kings? Yes, of course we all knew that. <laughs> yeah, Jesse, we all knew that. We always know that. Everyone knows that in the world. Jordan Joel, back in 1957, sweet-talking WW lived in a 55-olds, loved bubblegum, Errol Flynn, country music, fried chicken robbing filling stations, and a girl named Dixie. Not necessarily in that order. It sounds like you just had a stroke midway through <laughs> reading the, the synopsis for that movie because it stopped making a lot of sense, I have to say. It's got Ned Beatty, too, wearing one of those riverboat gambler hats. Man, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, this is our last, this is officially our last fuck around chat show. As of next week, this is all a Burt Reynolds recap podcast. So uh, if you were here for the fucking around or the hilarious guests from the worlds of comedy and entertainment, um, you can fuck off because it's all Burt Reynolds all the time from here on out. Yeah, we're doing Hooper now. (laughs) Yeah, here comes Hooper. (laughs) Minute by minute. (laughs) (laughs) The man who loved cat dancing. (laughs) Two women loved him, one died for him, one killed for him. You are just making these up. Yeah, stop lying. This one has George Hamilton. (laughs) 
Stop lying about fake Burt Reynolds movie, Jesse. I'm not a liar. I didn't come on this podcast to hear your lies. <laughs> You're afraid to hear the truth. You guys are afraid of the truth. That's what's going on here. No way, dude. We're all about truth. Dolphin in Pursuit, parts one and two. That's on <laughs> Flipper. Uh, Joel, do you have an opinion about Burt Reynolds one way or the other? Good mustache. Yeah. Fine mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean you, you basically summed it up. Uh, Brian, do we have another call in there? Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. I'm going to guess it is Helen Hong. Okay, wow. This is John from New Jersey. Close. Momentous occasion. I was out taking my government-mandated walk today, um, and I was coming upon the home of a famous actor who lives in our town. And for the life of me, I couldn't remember his name. I could picture him. I could remember some roles that he was in. Um, but I couldn't remember it, and I was bemoaning my lack of memory as I get older. And as I passed the home, I was listening to Jordan Jesse Go at the time, of course. And as I passed the home on Jordan Jesse Go, you mentioned the actor's name, Andre Brower. And I felt a kinship like I'd never felt before. God, that's a dream. To, to just live in the same town as Andre Brower? Yeah. Just to bask. Who is Andre Brower? Andre Brower, the star, the star of Homicide, Life on the Streets, and uh, and of course Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, I know who Andre Brower is. Yes, 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 yes. Just to relax and enjoy his his reflected gravitas and charisma. <laughs> Great in the Mist too, Andre Brower. That's another good Brower role. The Mist. Ooh. You know, Burt Reynolds was on the new WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> I don't believe any of this, Jesse. I could I could cross check it with IMDb, but I'm not gonna. I'm so convinced you're fucking lying. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I was watching Stroker Ace. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, Jesse. You're just digging yourself deeper into this hole of deception. He's hot on the track and off. Both the title and the description of it makes it sound like a gay porn, <laughs> I have to say. Yeah. Stroker Ace. Come on. <laughs> And, I mean, it's got Ned Beatty, so who wouldn't get horny? <laughs> sure, horny for Beatty. Ned Beatty, specifically. Specifically Ned Beatty. Yeah, Ned Beatty. Yeah. The horniest of all the Beatties. <laughs> yeah, no one here's horny for Warren Beatty. Not after that oh. Dick Tracy fiasco. Oh, uh, shampoo. <laughs> Yuckola. Give me Ned. Yeah, no sexier uh, name than Ned. Seamus. He played McCoy in Seamus. <laughs> I don't believe any of this. Seamus is a pro. He never <laughs> misses. Written by Barry Beckerman. Directed by Buzz Kulik. Do you think we can conjure, just based on this call, do you think that we can conjure certain actors for our listeners just by mentioning them? I mean, obviously, Burt Reynolds is dead, so that probably won't come up. But, like, do you think if we mentioned... Gosh, I don't know. Wallace Shawn. Maybe one of our listeners walking would maybe bump into Wallace Shawn or, you know, try and grab for the same subway handle as Wallace Shawn. I don't know. I just, I just. Judy Greer. Joe, yeah. Judy Greer. (laughs) We want that for you. Right at that moment. Uh, Can I, can I tell you one more Burt Reynolds movie? Oh my goodness. Can we stop you? (laughs) It's a, it's. It's a Sasquatch, appears to be a jungle Sasquatch movie called Skullduggery. The trophy. Was it human, animal, or the living descendant of the missing link? A band of adventurers matches raw courage against the terrors of the New Guinea jungle to bring back the creature that has haunted science for centuries. The trophy in Skullduggery. Jesse, you're, these descriptions aren't even in English anymore. This is just co-starring some, yeah. Paul Hubschmidt and Chips Rafferty. What are you? No, none of these are real. Is some sort of dead language you're speaking? Are you trying to con? Are you reading from the Necronomicon, Jesse? Don't read from the fucking Necronomicon on this show. I swear. I to love God. reading from the you know, now. You know for a fact. You know how much I love the Necronomicon. And you can't take that away from me, buddy. Yeah, but I have asked you not to bring it onto the show because I fear the world of evil. I do what I do when I do it. Don't mix with Sam Whiskey. 
it's risky. <laughs> Was that is that another Burt Reynolds IMDb? Yeah, he's he's smoking a cheroot and he's sitting on top of a pile of gold. Man, this is this turn off turn off this if you're listening to this podcast, turn it off unless you want demons summoned to your house. Wait, hold up. I have important news on the on the poster for Sam Whiskey. He's smoking a cheroot underwater. What is what is a cheroot? That's like what uh, John Wayne smokes on a movie poster. <laughs> like a semi-cigar. Okay. Underwater he is. Jesse, you're unwell. I'm going to have Teresa... Uh, yeah. I'm going to tell Teresa to have you committed and then fill in for you on the show. Jordan, Jesse, go to the hospital. Thank you. Yes. But not me. I'm fine. Oh, my God. This one, called Fuzz, here comes the fuzz. He's lying, just a towel over his business. I think he's got some jizz on his nipple. (laughs) And then behind that, there's just a picture of him in a nun's habit shooting a gun. (laughs) Okay, that, I have seen this one. (laughs) Okay. I can confirm. Look at this, there's a dog with his own stick of dynamite. (laughs) This is really something. Podcasting famously a visual media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People people tune into this for descriptions of movie posters from movies they haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> that are probably made up. Yeah, and are probably fake. Um yes. Yeah. It does seem like everything you've mentioned is just the product of mad libs. <laughs> I mean, I look. I'm not here to get involved in his uncredited role in the movie Six Pack as man walking in front of Brewster and Leela. <laughs> I'm really focusing on the wow. serious, important stuff, like his role as Stick in the movie Stick. <laughs> what do you think is the most beloved Burt Reynolds character, Gator or Stick? Definitely Stick, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I'll tell you this about Stick. The only thing he couldn't do was stick to the rules. Oh, brother. You guys know Stick. I mean, you guys know Stick's gonna stick! I can't imagine in any of these, Burt Reynolds changed his uh, voice or demeanor at all. (laughs) I don't know. He did some interesting stuff in his role as Malone from the movie Malone. Yeah, all of these are just a guy's name. Ex-cop, ex-CIA, explosive. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's what Malone is. Okay, let's take another call. Hello, Jordan, Jesse Gove. This is Lance in Cleveland. I'm not sure if you're still doing the things toddlers say, but I was just getting beat in a popular mobile game, and I said, damn it. My five-year-old son says, you're going to even be more damn it because I'm drinking your water. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Wait, what did he say? You're going to be even more damn it? Yeah, you're going to be even more, damn it, because I'm drinking your water. (laughs) I love that. Oh, what a smart kid. (laughs) Chug a lug, buddy. Down the hatch. Were we ever doing a... This guy, he started out with, are you still doing things toddlers say? Do we ever... Have we ever done that? That's one way to get on the show. Just make up a segment. Make up a segment. (laughs) Call in. Actually, I think that's what all of your listeners should start doing immediately, is when they call... They have to preface it by what segment they're calling it to be on, and it's all made up. In the spirit of all of these movies that Jesse's been making up, I think it's only fair that your listeners make up segments. Joel, I fucking love this. I'm instigating this now. This will officially be called the Joel Kim Booster Rule. Great. Uh, Yes, if you could call in and and say this is for a segment we have never done. Yeah. 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 Hey, guys, are you guys still doing Where in the World is Dick Cheney? Um, because I was thinking. <laughs> Hi, this is uh, Bill from, from Cleveland. I have a sexy dinosaur call. <laughs> it's about a diplodocus. <laughs> yeah, they're long and thick. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> diplodocus hits true. the back wall, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that is true. No, I don't. Oh, man, guys. Do you guys know about the Judd Nelson, Burt Reynolds vehicle shattered no, if your kid's on drugs? No, we don't know about it. It's because it's not real. You are Sh- Maybe you're hallucinating these. You're in some sort of fugue state. Shattered if your kid's what on drugs. fugue state. This one also has got Dermot Mulroney. 
Jesse, you have you ingested shrooms or another hallucinogen? Are you seeing Burt Reynolds movies that have never existed? There's nothing Get hallucinogenic help. about the great Dermot Mulrooney. Jesse, have a banana. Go to the chill out tent. <laughs> You're having a bad trip. <laughs> uh, semi tough. It's the world's Tom? greatest game, and it sure ain't football. Looks like it's Burt Reynolds and Chris Christopherson horning on some hot babes. Ca- calm down, have some Gatorade. I'm going to go fuck this Diplodocus. <laughs> 206-984-4FUN or JJGO at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. Jackie Cation. Hi, I'm Lori Kilmartin. And we have a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show. Who are you, Lori Kilmartin? Oh my God, so much pressure. Uh, I stand, I stand up. I've been doing stand up since 1987. Uh, I'm a writer for Conan. I've written a couple books, have a couple CDs out, have a special out. Who are you, Jackie? Well, I too am a stand up comic since 1984. And uh, I do the road like a maniac and uh, don't have a cool writing job, but I have four albums out working on a new album. We talk about stand up, we talk about uh, all the different parts of stand up comedy. So that's the Jackie and Lori show and you should subscribe on maximum fun if you want to hear that <laughs> and i would encourage you not to congratulations you've won a ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers <laughs> wow well this sounds like a sort of proposition of sorts but really it's an ad for our podcast wonderful <laughs> It's a show we do here on Maximum Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy, and you just heard Griffin McElroy, and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing or the idea of rain. (laughs) (laughs) Can you get news or information you can use? Absolutely you cannot, because we're here to talk to you about pumpernickel bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch catch the wave! It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Joel Kim Booster, Duke of Anal Fishers. I was demoted. Oh, wow. (laughs) I'm sorry. But at least you're still part of the court. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Guys, can I tell you, you know, there's, our country is so divided right now. Mm, mm. I don't know if you know about this. Everybody's in their own bubble. Mm -hmm. Everything is so divided. Oh my God, is this your first episode back since the coup? (laughs) It is. Uh, I mean, everyone is very divided from Joel Kim Booster to Jordan, um, of course, our nation's president, whoever that may be, um, uh, the vice president, um, Sally Field. Right. Um, everybody. Very divided. There's very little that we all agree on, but I think that we can agree on this. Ain't nobody can fly a car like Hooper. Oh, shut up. It's, they're fake. They're all fake. Oh, come on. Motherfucker. The greatest stuntman alive. Ain't come nobody on. can fly a car like Hooper, co starring Robert Klein. This is not helping the country heal, okay? <laughs> it's hurting things. Ain't nobody can fly a car like Hooper. Stop. You lured us in with sincerity, and then you uh-huh. just dropped another one of your phony Reynolds on us. Yeah. Motherfucker. She's the call girl. He's the cop. They both take their <laughs> job seriously. Oh, boy. Okay. Jolgen Booster, we've established that you're not yet Twitch streaming. I think everybody listening probably wants you to. Okay, great. Um, but until you get that ring light set up, um, uh, what are you doing that people should check out? Um, I'm on uh, Netflix's History of Swear Words, oh, cool. um, which just came out. Um, I'm a little talky, chatty head on that show, and I wrote for the newest season of Big Mouth that's also out on Netflix. I'm the king. Oh, king of Netflix. Wow. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm a couple episodes into that new season of Big Mouth. It is really funny. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a blast. Very funny television program. And you can listen to my podcast, too, called Urgent Care, where we also take calls, but, you know, we don't make up Burt Reynolds movies. So. <laughs> Sounds like a much better podcast, honestly. I haven't made up any of these. I would not make up, you know, this Liza Minnelli, Burt Reynolds vehicle called right. Rent-A-Cop. Right. Now, come on. Don't bring Liza into this. Don't you dare. 
Don't touch Liza, Jesse. Liza's brought herself into this. You know, there's a killer on the loose, and the lady is the target. This actually sounds interesting to me. Keep going. (laughs) There's a killer on the loose, and he's trying to kill Liza Minnelli? The killer's trying to kill Liza Minnelli, but Burt Reynolds, he's her last line of defense. Huh. The killer has a what looks like a shotgun and a motorcycle helmet. So this guy is bad news. Well, then she sounds doomed. I Can I tell you something? I recent, not that long ago, I don't know about recently, but not that long ago, there was this article in the New York Times about how everyone should watch this Liza Minnelli television special uh, that was up on YouTube. Somebody had posted it. I think. Liza with a Z. Uh, yes, I think that's right. And I was like, all right. I mean, I don't have anything against Liza Minnelli, but uh, I've ne- I don't, I've never exactly understood what Liza Minnelli is. I watched this television special. Holy shit, Liza Minnelli is amazing. <laughs> it's like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen someone be uh, so talented, uh, so brilliantly talented, Uh, So completely bonkers and so funny, both on purpose and not on purpose at the same time. Uh, It was it was fucking amazing. Uh, She is so great. I was like, this is this is truly spectacular. Liza Minnelli, folks, you heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) It is a shame, though. I do think people need reminding because I feel like a lot of people, especially in my age cohort, only know her from the latter years of like her being goofy on on Larry King. You know, and they don't understand the everything that came before that like made her that kind of icon that she is. Like she really, she delivers so fucking clearly on being an icon. Like the f- sheer force of her doing her thing is like a. It, it is like a. Uh, it's like one of those cannons that uh, shoots sonic booms at you uh, and and you collapse and vomit, but in a nice way, in a fun way. <laughs> it's like fun of that. Liza with a Z, okay. Liza with a Z, man, this shit is so great. I honestly cannot, I absolutely cannot recommend it enough. It is everything that is good with the world. And, you know, she can sing her fucking ass off. She's hoofing her legs off. Uh, every part of her body's fallen off as this thing is unfolding, and it is tremendous. Anyway, uh, Joel uh, Joel Kim Booster, you can see him in the uh, television special Liza with a Z. <laughs> oh, God, I wish. That's on Netflix, of course. <laughs> um, Joel, it's been a joy. It's always a joy to get to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, and I will say, um, I joke about Joel tweeting about anal fissures. Uh, Joel Kim Booster's Twitter feed is... 12 out of 10 good. I mean, one of the best in the business on on social media. I really hope that by the time this comes out, I've tweeted something better than what's on my timeline currently because my tweets today were pretty bad. Oh, I'm sorry, Joel. One is just a picture of Corey Stoll in a bath. And my (laughs) most recent tweet is just, J'adore guys grocery games. And that's it. (laughs) Not a joke to be found. Just feelings. (laughs) Mm, Okay. Well, you know, uh, Joel Kim Booster has been our guest. He truly is one of the best. Once there are stand-up comedy shows, I insist that you go see him. One of the most fun shows you'll you'll ever go see. One of the funniest dudes out there. Um, our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design. And, of course, Light in the Attic Records. You can find us on social media, Maximum Fun dot reddit.com is our uh, reddit you can like jordan jesse go on facebook we're on twitter at jesse thorne and at jordan underscore morris and with the hashtag jj go uh, you can always email us at jj go at maximum org or send us those momentous occasions there we'll talk to you next time on jordan jesse go maximumfun.org comedy and culture Artist owned, audience supported.